This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. I have an interesting topic for you today. We're going to talk about kind of not necessarily HR, but what you need to know from the HR perspective, from the hiring perspective of companies. This is kind of a follow-up, or you can call it a two-part mini-episode series. The last episode, I spoke with Joe Lampinen, who works for a global recruiting and workforce solution company. So he gave us industry trends. That was episode 96. If you missed it, you can check that out. But in this episode, I'm talking with Amanda King of People Savvy HR. She does HR consulting. She's done some recruiting. And she's going to give you some steps that you can take in the job search. And you don't need to be necessarily looking for a job to listen to this because I actually get pretty kind of hyped up in this interview coming up here about giving value to people in general. And I think there's some real value in that. And that's along the lines of my take action today tip at the end of this episode as well. So I really hope that you're going to like it. And I also mentioned the engineering mastermind community that Christian and I run towards the end of this interview because you're going to need support in any situation in your career just to keep yourself going. And that's why we've created the engineering mastermind. And if you're not sure what it is, you can go to theengineeringmastermind.com for a short video, but essentially it's a support group around you, helping you succeed of motivated engineers. If you want to take what you hear on this podcast to the next level and actually implement it, I hope you'd consider joining our forum and, and the community. So before I jump in here to this interview with Amanda, I want to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. We're thrilled again to have PPI sponsoring the podcast. They've been a huge supporter and they've helped to make sure that this show can stay free for you as a listener. So I ask you to support them if you're taking any exams coming up. If you're thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. Now I'm going to give you a quote related to today's topic to bring us in to the main segment of the show. One important key to success is self-confidence. An important key to self-confidence is preparation. And that's from Arthur Ashe. And that's a critical component of today's episode is preparation as you're looking for a job, as you're looking for clients, et cetera. And you're going to see how much we discussed that and how important that really is in the main segment, which is coming up right now. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show today. And in today's main segment, thrilled to have Amanda King as our guest here. Amanda is currently the principal and owner of People Savvy HR Group, Inc., which is an HR consulting company that provides on-demand HR support to businesses in growth mode. The success of her clients relies on her experience providing leadership teams with strategic HR planning and fulfilling daily needs such as recruiting, new hire orientation, and onboarding, employee relation issues, compensation, performance management, disciplinary issues, benefits, organizational development, compensation management, and special projects. Christian and I have had the opportunity to meet Amanda as of recently. 
She's doing a webinar for our community, the Engineering Mastermind. This is a topic trying to present yourself to companies, find the right opportunities, a topic that we get tons of questions on. And Amanda just happened to create a course on it. And she's actually just offered to kind of go through some of the main points in her in her training course that's going to give you some input today, some strategies today that you can use in this kind of job search situation. Amanda, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you for having me. So it's great to have someone like you. We had a guest just in the last episode talking about industry trends for hiring, what companies are thinking. And of course, today we're going to talk to you about from the individual side. We have a lot of engineers and technical professionals that listen to the show that absolutely are either going to maybe be looking for a job now or somewhere in the future. We're thrilled to kind of go through this training course, the training course outline that you have and and get some of this information to our listeners. So with that, Amanda, let's jump right in here. Amanda's going to frame out kind of four steps that you can take. And this first one, we're going to talk a little bit about who you are. Let's jump into that one, Amanda. I find that I get these questions also. So you read my bio that I primarily support companies and their efforts to be the best employer possible. But I often find the request from people to be the best employees possible, right? There's a disconnect often between what the company wants and what the employee wants. And there are all kinds of training and professional development courses that managers and leaders in a company can take. But I found that with candidates, there isn't a lot of training to help you think about why is it that my job is so frustrating to me? And why after job, after job, after job that you land, do you have the same frustrations? And I found it in my own employment over 15 years of being employed by large companies. Why do I not feel fulfilled? And so the who are you is the aha moment that I had at one point in my own career is I wasn't really thinking about the values of a company. What priorities do I have for my own career path? Getting really in touch with those two things and making a decision about targeting what companies do I want to work for as opposed to just what job do I want to get in my career path? Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense, actually. I had the opportunity to work with an engineer recently who is currently employed, but is trying to find a better opportunity for herself. And we talked a lot about this. We talked about this idea of a lot of people will just go out there today and try to find a job just to find a job. They just want to find something that pays or whatever the case may be. And if you're in a situation where you have a job and you're not like out of work and you have some time on your side, then this is especially important because you don't necessarily need to just take the first opportunity that it comes up. And I think that it's important to consider exactly what Amanda just talked about, which is understanding what is your kind of ideal situation. When you've had a, a history of jobs that you haven't been happy with, you can dissect them. And you can understand which parts of the job that were not, you know, made you unhappy or that you were not happy about or that you were uncomfortable in. And you don't want to make that same mistake necessarily again. I mean, that's why we learn from mistakes. And the challenge or the problem that I've seen with a lot of professionals is that everyone's in a rush to get the next job. And I understand like if you have a family and you're out of work and and you actually need the income, that's one thing. But if you have some time, if you have some leeway, if you have some flexibility, this step, this first step that Amanda's outlining here, understanding like who you are and what your priorities are, what your goals are, is a critical step because, I mean, let's be honest, you want to be engaged and enjoy what you're doing. In fact, in the last episode, 
the guest mentioned that, you know, we talked a little bit about this crazy statistic that like 70% of professionals are not engaged in their jobs. And it all comes back to this initial step of understanding who you are. So I think it's a really valid point and a great place to start. So with that, let's jump into the next point here. Number two, Amanda, you're going to get into now starting to look for where you might find this opportunity and leaning on your network, correct? Right. I actually go through this process of identifying what is important to you and then thinking about what are those companies or what are those career paths that you have access to even before we start building a resume. Because I fully believe that resumes need to be tailored to each opportunity. So we need to do a lot of homework before we get into the resume step. And when I support candidates who are trying to find their dream job, so to speak, they are putting the cart before the proverbial horse is what I find is that they're writing a resume and they're blasting it out to all of these job boards, but they're not necessarily thinking about a strategy of how these jobs are going to lead or these opportunities are going to lead back to the best job. So the first step is coming in touch with what is important to you, either your values, the type of work environment that you want to be in, what sorts of careers will meet your future goals. The second is digging into your network and LinkedIn is the best opportunity that candidates have in today's world to figure out what sort of careers do you have access to, what companies do you have access to, and maximizing the network that LinkedIn provides to you. LinkedIn's been called the chamber of commerce of the internet age, and I fully agree with that. So while you're not going to go to all of the after hours wine and cheese events that the old chamber of commerce used to have, this is a little bit, this is much more direct because you can very quickly, either through the in-mail process or some of the career tools that LinkedIn has, really build a strong relationship with people in your network in those targeted companies. So what my course encourages you to do is through the who are you section, taking a look at what are all of those important factors that you identify with to move your career forward, and then using those things to build out questions that you start asking people in your network to make sure that the companies that you think are going to be a good fit for you really are. This is a way for you to do your homework well in advance of sending out resumes or getting into a job interview, you're going to start asking people in your network, hey, I'm thinking about making a career change. These are the reasons why. This is the type of culture that I am most successful working in. Do you think that your company has that type of culture? Do you find these sorts of opportunities within your own career path in that company? That's going to give you very, very meaningful insight before you start applying for jobs. And I think by combining these two steps, you can really get a good handle on the direction that you want to take the next step, which is marketing and promoting yourself through either resume or other tactics. There's a lot of really good information there, actually. I'm not going to rehash it, but there is one point that I want to just talk about for a minute, which is What Amanda mentioned when she talked about having a specific resume for every job that you apply for, and I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again and talk about it for a few minutes here because I think it's like critically important, and I still see engineers all the time not doing this. They're just blanketly sending out resumes like you said, Amanda, and you have to think about it from like a set. When you're trying to get a job, when you're trying to get a new opportunity, 
you're essentially a salesperson. I mean, you're a salesperson and your product or service is yourself. And if you're ever trying to sell something to someone, whether it's yourself or a product or any kind of service, the only reason that that person really is going to buy that service or product is if they actually need it. So the more that you can do to show the potential buyer that they need your product or service, then the higher are the odds that they're actually going to purchase it, or in this case, hire you. So if there's a job description of a job out there, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit in, in the resume prep, but if there's a description out there, then you need to understand that, you know, number one, can I fill that need? And if I can't, are there skills that I've done in the past that would help me, that would I would be able to translate it to something that can fill that need? Or if not, maybe it's no point, but even like going to like potentially like a job fair, because we're talking a little about here, like researching the companies and, and leaning on your network. If you have access to go to like a job fair, for example, and there's multiple companies that are going to be there, just because it's a job fair doesn't mean you can't have custom resumes. I mean, you go online, you find out what companies are going to be there, and you prepare a couple of different companies, resumes catered to the different companies on the floor. You could even say to the person at the booth, you know, I knew you guys were going to be here. I did a lot of research for you, and I specifically crafted this resume for your company. You can put their name in the description, the, the objective or something, the summary. So I think that's a really important point that goes beyond just resume preparation. That goes on any kind of sales, any kind of, even if you want a promotion, you talk to your company about what are you looking for in this person that's going to get promoted. That's like data. That's data that you can take, and then you can craft kind of the perfect sale for that. That's important because those are the people that can sell successfully because they can sell people exactly what they're looking for. So sorry about going into detail on that one, Amanda, but I thought that was such a critical point. No, I love that. And when I support my clients in finding the best talent to join their business, I often remind them that there is important sales and marketing strategies that they're already employing to find customers for their business and they need to employ those same types of tactics with finding talent. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, well, I'm not a company, it doesn't matter. Anthony just brought up really good points about how sales and marketing and promoting yourself as an awesome employee is really important. And it's not often talked about in that light. And sometimes people are very shy. And if you're worried that, gosh, I'm not a salesperson, I don't know how to do this. That's okay. It's, it's not that intimidating. But there are ways that you can promote yourself and promote your skills to be a good match for an opening that a company has. Good points. Absolutely. And I, and I think that I've learned pretty quickly that being good in sales, quote unquote, is the best skill that you can develop. Even as an engineer, and you're probably thinking, what I'm going to mean, I do calculations, I, I do this. But I mean, everything that you do in life is some kind of a sale or negotiation. Like if you want to try to get funding for your project, if you want to try to go out and get a new client, if you want to try to get a promotion, anything. So the better you can get at that, the more doors and opportunities that you're going to have. And that's something that I would remember in any kind of sales experience, sales training, sales books, stuff like that would be helpful for you. Let's jump into the third step here, which is talking about the actual resume preparation. Go ahead, Amanda. Yeah, Anthony, you brought up some really good points about the resume preparation and thinking about it differently than maybe you were trained to do in college or just things that you've learned on your own. But that is making sure that your resume is tailored to a job posting that you are submitting your resume for or that you have the same type of skill sets that 
the company is often looking for. So look, the way that companies get resumes, especially large companies, there are algorithms out there that uh, your podcast listeners probably know much more about than I do. But as a recruiter, when I worked in corporate America, I can tell you that the system is sending the candidates to me as the recruiter and as the hiring manager. So unless you have that person's direct link on LinkedIn, or you're connected with them by having an email address that goes right to them, there are databases that are determining how your resume gets to those individuals. And keywords are the key step in making sure that you get that exposure. So the easiest way to do that is to look at job postings, whether that's on LinkedIn or it's on Indeed or some of the other job boards that you might use in your particular niche of expertise, you make sure that you put the keywords that are in those postings all throughout your resume. Because the more often those keywords populate between the job posting and your resume, the more likely your resume is going to float to the top when a recruiter or hiring manager looks at the applications. So that is a very, very important thing. And if you don't tailor your resume to every job posting, you're missing out on the opportunity to have your resume get the maximum exposure. So if there's anything about resumes, it's that. Tailor it to the company or the job posting that you want to apply for and make sure that the keywords are embedded in your resume. Some of the things that I would go into more detail about though in the course is how do you build out that resume? So do you want to have a resume that shows the chronology of your jobs? Do you want to have a resume that highlights the skill sets or projects that you've led or achievements that you've done? There are three different ways that you can compose a resume. So we go through each one of those three versions during the course. And unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go through them today, but there are different ways that you can present a resume and make sure you can build in all of those keywords effectively. That's great, Amanda. And, and let me just say this, and I'm being honest, if you send me a resume and you don't take the time to tailor it, then I really don't want you to work for me. Because if you're the kind of person who's not going to take a little extra time to detail the resume, to tell me specifically why you're going to be able to help me, then that tells me something about the individual as well. I reviewed resumes recently and I saw a resume that was like, Every single thing about the job description was in the resume. The words, the title of the job were in the resume. It was written as to how that those items could be fulfilled. And I was like, you know what? Right off the bat, I'm like, this person wants to work. This person is a go-getter. They took the time to detail this resume. I'm excited to even be able to talk to them in an interview. That's what like tailoring your resume can do. And you know, if you're not going to take the time to do that, then my perspective is, what are you going to take the time to do if I hire you? So I think it's a big reflection on you. And I think it's, when I say dramatically, I mean, it's going to dramatically increase your odds of getting an interview and potentially getting hired. So please don't take that advice lightly from this episode here today. Last step here, and then we'll jump into our take action today segment of the show. Amanda, talk to us a little bit about putting all these items together in step four and kind of taking action on these items that we just talked about today. It's a great point that you just made about the impact that whatever that candidate did, whatever the homework that they did ahead of time, what impact that made on you when you saw that resume. So the last step in this, uh, you're right, is putting all of these pieces together so that you can make a maximum impact every single time 
you reach out to a key company, a targeted company for a job that you want to apply for. So the first thing is putting together the values and priority sheet about what's important to you as a candidate, using that as a way to find out through your network if there are companies that meet those goals that you have and the values and the culture that you want to be able to work in. The second thing is looking at what opportunities exist within your marketplace or your niche experience, starting to build a resume that's tailored around those jobs and those opportunities, using keywords within your resume, making sure that it's tailored for each and every opportunity that you apply for. And the third thing is follow-up. So follow-up is such a big deal, and it's tougher and tougher as especially the largest corporations that have certain EEO and affirmative action compliance responsibilities are keeping candidates away from direct contact within the company. You have to make sure that you pay attention to ways that you can follow up on your resume that go beyond just a simple email. So thinking about the power of YouTube. So you could record a video saying, hey, hiring manager, I applied for this job. And I'm so excited and hear all of the reasons why I'm a good fit for it. So let me know if there is a chance that we could talk about it soon. Send a link to that video, an embedded video in an email. Somebody's going to look at that. Somebody's going to see that you've taken the extra effort to really connect with that company and that you're serious about getting that job. It also shows the extra effort that Anthony just mentioned, the candidate that he saw that, oh my gosh, this resume is tailored to everything that I put in that job posting, and now they're doing follow-up that's not just email, but it's video as well, and you're getting to know the attitude and behaviors of that employee, it goes a long, long way. So those are some of the things that we talk about in the course, but doing follow-up, doing follow-through, don't just send out a resume and hope that somebody looks at it. Don't just apply for a job and pray that uh, you get your dream job take really proactive action after you start posting your resume and applying for jobs online. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that a lot because I like the ability to be able to stand out. I mean, that's just an extension upon personalizing your resume or specifying your resume based on the job description is the follow-up where you can do something like that. And I've never heard of that doing it that way, but I like that, Amanda, a lot because basically, like Amanda said, you're you're becoming really personal. You're know, They're knowing that you took the time to do that. In fact, I know Christian, he joined a membership community at one time and he got an email with like a welcome audio from the owner of the community with like his name in it. Like, And Chris was like blown away by it. And these are the types of things that people really, really do take seriously. And there are ways out there that you can easily do a video or, I mean, you do it on your phone. You can do videos easy, but also... There's even ways to send audio, like an audio file attachment to emails. And I know Chris and I do that a lot. If we're, if he wants to introduce me to someone, he'll say, he'll just like send an email. He might say, Amanda, please find attached an audio introduction for you and Anthony. And he'll copy me on the email. And it's just a, a personalized way of doing it. So I really like that a lot. I think we're getting some great points here from Amanda on really personalizing the entire experience. I think in today's world of like social media and thousands of things going on, something that's personal can definitely, definitely connect with you. So I think what we're going to do now is let me just summarize these these points and then we're going to jump into the Take Action Today segment where Amanda and I will try to break this down for you and give you a couple of key points you can take out of this. So 
we talked about step one, understanding who you are and kind of what your priorities are. Step two, we talked about using your network to identify the best companies, the best opportunities. How can you leverage that network? Step three, we talked about the resume application process, a lot about the tailoring of it, making it very specific. And then the fourth, we talked about taking action. One of the key items there was a very personalized follow-up, maybe video or audio, something along those lines. So with that, we're going to jump into the take action today's segment now and wrap this up. All right, now it's time for our take action today's segment of the show. And this is my favorite segment of the show because I listen to podcasts and I know that you get a lot of information, right? We just gave you a lot of information. So we're going to try to distill it down either to a starting point or to a real actionable step that you can take. And what we're going to do in today's segment is both Amanda and I are each going to give you one action step that you can take after you listen to today's episode. But before I do that, I'd like to just mention our sponsor for today's episode. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE, PE, or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel so confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. So let's jump right in here. Amanda, why don't you go first and give our listeners one action step that they can take based on the advice that you shared today? All right. Well, I love it that in your podcast, you incorporate action steps because it's great to listen to podcasts, but if you don't do anything with the information, I'm not sure that it was worth uh, the last 30 minutes that you spent with us. So here is action that you can take today, whether you are not working currently or you're working in a job that isn't fulfilling to you. The first step to figuring out the next best career path for you is to start getting in touch with what's important to you. Write down all of the things that frustrate you every single day. Write down the things that you feel like you're not fulfilled with. Write that in one column. And then in the next column, write down all of the things that are important to you. What are your values? What kind of environment would you like to work in? Is free parking important to you? Do you have really important benefits requirements that you have that you need to understand at your next employer? Write down all of those things and start getting in touch with What's really important to you if you do make your next career move? And then also write down some goals that you have for your career path. Where do you want to be in five years? And if you, five years is too far out, then think about where do you want to be next year at this time so that you're not in a position of being frustrated and feeling unfulfilled every day in your job. I think, Anthony, if people did that today, they would really start being able to formulate, okay, what do I do with this information and setting them off on the right path instead of just sending out resumes on job boards, figuring out what's the next best career for them. That's awesome. And I'll give you a, a piece of action you could take as well, which I would say is think about how you can provide value to people in the form of you know what they're looking for as much as possible in your career. So what I mean by that is just like we talked about with a resume, with a job description, you want to tailor it. In your company, if you have a specific client you're dealing with, say, listen, how can we make this job better for you? What are you looking for on this job? Try to deliver on that, exactly. 
it could be just going into a meeting with another consultant and say, listen, how are we working on this job together? Is there something we could do to make the job easier for you? They said, yeah, you know, if we had meetings once a week and on Wednesday afternoons, it'd be great. Oh, great. We're going to do that. And I think that that's something that people don't think about enough is like, you know, really customizing your situations and being specific in the way you deliver value. Because if you can do that, people are always going to view you as extremely valuable. So I won't go any more than that. I think we kind of gave you a ton of information here and I don't want to overload you in one episode. But with that, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this information around your course and around the different strategies that you've seen prove to be successful. What I'd like you to ask you to do is maybe just tell our listeners where they can find out about you or connect with you and find your course. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And I've enjoyed the opportunity to talk with you and your podcast listeners so my website is peoplesavvyhr.com. And if you log on there, you'll see a link at the top of the page to my Be a Rockstar Candidate program. So you'll be able to click on that button. And I think Anthony's going to provide the direct link in the show notes as well. We absolutely will. And along those lines, to access the show notes for this show, you can go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, all lowercase. Or you could just search for Amanda King on our website in the in the right side column and you'll find the episode. Also, feel free to leave a question in the comments section because then Amanda can answer it. She'll have the link. I can answer it. We can kind of continue this conversation on a little bit. Um, we're also excited about having Amanda. She's doing a webinar for us inside of our community, The Engineering Mastermind. So if you are a member or you're interested in becoming a member, you can visit theengineeringmastermind.com and you can jump into that group where we do try to get people like Amanda that have expertise in different fields that can help engineers advance, succeed, you know, live out the best possible careers they can have. So I hope you maybe consider doing that as well. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.